Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, guys, we just finished recording our episode with Brad Goreski. This was so much fun. Seriously, he is so down to earth, so cool, so invested and engaged and interested in everything pop culture as we are. We could talk to him for hours. I can't wait for you guys to hear. This was, we had the best time. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And today is a very, very exciting episode for us. We are joined by Styles to the Stars and E! Live from the Red Carpet correspondent, Brad Gresky. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my God. We've been waiting. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. You guys know. You're, we're very big fans in the Gennetti Goreski household, so <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Finally. I know, it finally. Yeah. It's been a long time coming, right? Yeah, yeah very we, long. We've been going back and forth. We're trying to figure it out, and scheduling is kind of crazy, and here you are. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. For those of you that, that can't see, which is all of you, <laughs> Brad is looking incredibly stylish. You walk in, you're like taking over the place. In this, how, describe, describe what you're wearing, just for everyone. Um, this is like a, it's a print. I think Joe Jonas might have worn it to the Met Gala. This, it's a Louis Vuitton t-shirt. Bright colors, you know, easy fashion. Put it's it amazing. on, makes a statement with some Yeezys, which are not great to run in, because I was running here from the subway. Um, not great to run in, but nice to walk around in. Oh, good to know. Yeah. We love a little Very easy review. Please, I noticed Very... the easy the first thing when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like to represent. I'm of sure course, we'll get into that. Of course. <laughs> of course. It's really always fun when we have a guest that is equally as down to talk about the Kardashians as we are. Totally. And this always is always down. Yeah, this is one of those situations. So as all of you know, we did the Kardashian recap at the end and we will fully get into that. Definitely. Okay, let's kick things off here. We're going to start, as you guys know, every time we have a celebrity guest, we kind of like to treat them as co-hosts. So we're not going to necessarily be interviewing you. We'll ask you some questions at the end. Okay. But we want your take on everything that's going on here. Great. Okay, so let's, let's do, do it. it. So we want to start out with this whole Joe Jonas Diplo situation. For anyone that was 
a little confused, let me just explain what happened. Basically, last month, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner got married in Vegas after the Billboard Music Awards. Totally random. Like, I don't know if you remember where you were when you saw Diplo's live stream. <laughs> I was, uh, I think I was just at home, yeah. Yeah. But you remember that moment. It was like, holy shit. We're like, you shouldn't be live streaming Diplo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, Anybody that follows Diplo on Instagram knows his presence is kind of random, for lack of a better word. He kind of just posts whatever. So I don't think anyone was surprised, but we were all kind of confused as to what was going on. So neither Joe or Sophie had really talked about that. So Joe was on Capital Breakfast with Roman Carp, with Roman Kemp saying, yeah, he ruined it. I love Diplo, but he loves his gram more than a 13-year-old. He posts every five seconds. He literally live streamed with dog face filters. <laughs> I thought that was kind of aggressive of Joe. I, really? I, I don't know. I thought it was... Uh, he's so right. Like, Dippo obviously should not have live-streamed his wedding, but I thought it was, I don't know, to attack his gram. I don't know. You, know, you don't attack a man's gram, you know? <laughs> this is true. But right. I do think that there's, you know, when you're dealing with two people as famous as Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, when they're doing a secret wedding in Vegas, you kind of maybe might not want to live stream it for them. I thought, I was like, oh, maybe this is part of a cute, like, thing that they said, well, live stream it, So, but then to find out later, yeah. I would be really upset. I feel the same way. I was. Sh- I thought 100% they knew that it was going on. Me too. Like, they so knew. did I. There was no way. Could you imagine any of us, like, being a guest there and, God forbid, live streaming it? I wouldn't do that at my friend's wedding, let alone no. fucking Joe Jonas and Sophie it Turner. It was. It was interesting, though, because at the time, I felt like the live stream just went along with the theme. It was like yeah. a shotgun wedding in Vegas, live stream instead of a videographer. It makes perfect sense. Why not have Diplo do it? And then when it comes out that he didn't want it, it's like, okay, well, that's like an insane invasion of privacy. Yeah. It feels a little uh, aggressive for, you know— to be doing to two people who, I mean, she the Game of Thrones hadn't wrapped up yet. I mean, everybody, you know, oh. all eyes were on Sophie Turner. And obviously Joe and the Jonas Brothers are having a huge moment. Anything they do, yeah. So Diplo Instagram, the Daily Mail article saying, you know, about what was talking about Joe uh, talking about Diplo. And he writes, the only thing that ruined the wedding was your fit. And then Joe comments at a rolling eyes emoji. I, I obviously don't know them. I have to imagine this was playful. Like, I can't imagine Joe Jonas and Diplo were publicly feuding on Instagram about this. Don't you kind of feel that way? Or, you? or were they? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what do you guys think? <laughs> I, I really don't know. I feel like they, I don't know. They both took some jabs at each other. It could have been not playful. But Joe's also, like, such a nice guy. Like, yeah. he's, all the Jonas brothers, they're such nice people. Nice, that it feels nice, very... Yeah not on brand for Joe to be doing something that's, like, not nice. Yeah, you know right, I mean? totally. So I'm going to go with playful as well. Okay. Yeah, for sure. My Final answer. Well. Okay. okay. Yeah. Three votes for playful, and <laughs> let's move on to story number two. So obviously, as you guys know, David Letterman does My guest says, My guest Next Guest Needs No Introduction. It's and a hard title to say. It Don't is a hard title to say, yeah. but I have to— <laughs> That was, did you see the Whitney Cummings uh, one that we posted? It was like, the the name of your vagina is the last show that you watched. And oh. we made our caption, like, my guest needs My next guest needs no introduction. Yeah. Anyway, I have to say, just in general, I think that this format is where David Letterman thrives. Like, mm. seriously, it's one of the, some of the most impactful, to the point interviews I've really ever seen. Totally. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, but, and so one of his recent guests was Alan DeGeneres. And the whole interview was amazing, but just for time's sake, I think one of the most impactful and kind of like 
really intense parts was when she talked about her experience with sexual harassment when she was sexual assault when she was younger. So she talked when she was 15 years old. Her mother had a mastectomy after being diagnosed with breast cancer. And her mother was away, I guess, for the weekend. And her stepfather came into her room and said to her that she he felt a lump in her mother's breasts and that he needed to feel hers just to make sure that there was nothing there. And at the time, she didn't really fully understand what was going on. Like, it kind of seemed normal. And then he kind of continued to do it. Mm. And when there was one night where she said he was knocking, trying to knock down the door to get into her room, Oof. and she knew that the next, you know, what was going to happen was not going to be, it was going to be more than that. And she r- escaped through her window and basically ran out. And she was so visibly traumatized while telling the story. And I— one, I thought the amount of courage that it took her to even just say it. But then also she was like, I'm telling the story so that girls know to speak up. Mm. She was like, I was too I was too afraid to do it. She then talks about how when she ended up telling her mother that her mother didn't believe her and her mother stayed with her stepfather for 18 more years Oof. until finally his story kept getting so misconstrued. He changed it so many times that finally the mother believed her and divorced him, and he's since passed. But her mother came out with a statement, I think, to Entertainment Tonight or uh, one of these publications that said, I know now that one of the hardest things to do is speak up after being sexually abused. I love my daughter, and I wish I had the capacity to listen to her when she told me what happened. I live with that regret, and I wouldn't want that for any other parent. If someone in your life has the courage to speak out, please believe them. Intense. Yeah, so intense. So intense. And also so powerful. I mean, you can kind of see... It's really sad, obviously, that Ellen wasn't believed by her mother because I think that's probably, obviously, the worst fear when you come right. forward talking about allegations of abuse, especially from somebody that's, you know, living in your house um, with you. And, um, you know, I think that the for her mom to also come forward, that has to be something that she's had to live with that has probably caused her a lot of pain um, of not believing her at the time. But... Uh, I think especially at this moment in time and in our culture and in history and um, what's happening right now, I think somebody who has a big of an impact and as big of a, a voice as Ellen does to be as honest about this and for her mom also to be honest about the fact that she didn't believe her right. is um, is big. And hopefully on the flip side, not only having um, survivors of abuse come forward, having people who were confided in and didn't believe maybe come through and express, you know, I think that's another side of abuse that we don't really hear a lot about. And um, I think it's a great way to start the conversation. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, It is, you're right, that is a side of it that we don't hear a lot about. Yeah. But there's an interesting thing there. And also, somehow they were able to work through that. I mean, her and her mom, it's not like they're not on speaking terms. They, no, they yeah, have, they have a great relationship now. Yeah. That in itself is is pretty admirable. Yeah, I think I, so too. Yeah, and a great example. Beyond. Yeah, I mean, we're just a very hardcore team, Ellen. We always have been. I who just is think, it? Who I is think it? everybody <laughs> is. There's nothing. There's nothing not to love. You know, yeah. she's just excellent. And this was it was cool because someone like Ellen or like an Oprah or you know someone who's always so typically in the position of being the interviewer to then be in the other spot. Right. Things come out that yeah. wouldn't necessarily come out in other in other instances. And also somebody whose whole persona is dancing, party, you know, um, comedian, laughter, right. bringing joy. You know, you never also know what other stories are living inside of a person. We only see, obviously, the character or the person that they are on TV. So to see a real and hear the real stuff about what makes up 
a person and being able to survive through that and survive not being believed, but still being able to maintain a relationship um, with their mother and also be able to continue on and, and work through it. I don't know what treatment if she saw it any, but I think it's kind of, I think it's amazing. And I think it's a very powerful thing to share. I totally yeah, agree. So yeah. absolutely. We are we are in your corner, Ellen, if, yes. <laughs> if we didn't make that abundantly clear. For sure. So new story number three involves Taylor Swift. So Taylor Swift wrote a letter to the Tennessee senator urging the passing of the Equality Act. So on June 1st, which was the first day of Pride Month, which, by the way, this is our first episode in Pride Month, which is another reason that we are so honored to have you well, with us. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> we are going to, later we're going to get into that when I ask you some questions. I want to hear all about your coming out story and you and Gary, how you met and all of that. Cool. we will discuss. So anyway, so Taylor Swift, um, she pens an open letter addressed to Senator Lamar Alexander, who's um, a Republican in Tennessee, urging him to vote for the Equality Act, which protects LGBTQ people from discrimination. This was such a this was such a move, like good for her. Yeah, it's you know it's um, I, for Taylor to do to take. She has such a huge audience, and she has a very broad reach. And um, I think it's very brave of her, and shows her commitment to her LGBTQ fans, um, and also just like people in general. Like people just shouldn't be discriminated against. And I think that her being able to use her platform and use it, you know, not just posting a picture in like a rainbow T-shirt, but actually right. saying like this is what I'm doing to help, like really standing up for, for LGBTQ people is, um, is a big thing and, and says a lot about her. And, you know, I'm a massive Swifty. Um, you know, my friend Tanya and I do dances on our Instagrams <laughs> and we did me uh, as soon as it came out. And uh, Taylor liked it. <laughs> <laughs> and she talked about it on the radio show. And she's just, I don't know, she's just such a great example of somebody who like walks the walk and talks the talk like she's doing stuff and I think for the LGBT community and I'll speak for myself it means a lot to have people like her who will stand up especially in places like you know Tennessee where there's not really any protections for well that's what I was going to say is considering who you know starting as a country artist who Taylor Swift's audiences and yeah. where they live in the United States and, and where they're from, it's such, it, it means even more coming from her because she knows the audience that she's reaching. Yeah, And I those agree. are the places that need that to be, you know, brought to them and encouraged upon them. And educated yeah. too, where it's like, you know, sometimes all it takes is, is for one person to say like, there's nothing the matter with this group of people. Right. You know, there's no reason why. Um, they should be discriminated against. And it, you know, it's like those those tiny shifts too that help build, you know, more um, understanding of not only differences relating to LGBTQ people, but just difference and otherness in air quotes as ge in general, you know, right. that it's not, we don't all have to be the same. Like it's fine, totally. you know? And Absolutely. like my business is not your business and that's okay. Yeah. Like I don't want to know your business. Totally. So um, I think it's really great. And I'm and I'm glad that she's, um, you know, we love Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, we were, thr we were thrilled about that one. Um, I also, because you mentioned it, I have to ask you, we got so many questions. So if anybody doesn't know, but I, I feel like most of you, based on the response that we got, Brad and Tanya do these, hilarious videos which are filmed in your 
in your house or in your yeah that's my um, my studio your studio yeah. can you explain them because you're going to do a better job than I to us as a, as a consumer it's just the most like contagious energizing fun content and to walk us through how you decided to start doing those we got so many questions and also how you and Tanya met oh okay so first of all Tanya and I met uh, the first time I did. Uh, on air with Ryan Seacrest. I joke because Tanya was behind glass, like literally. <laughs> um, and slowly, like over the course of our friendship, she's been released from behind the glass. <laughs> um, but I met her the first time we I did the the show and Ryan interviewed me and she was just like so excited to meet me and and we kind of fell in love at first sight, but then what actually, then we went to, I, I went to iHeartRadio. I love the iHeartRadio Festival. <laughs> and um, I was sitting next to her on the plane and we just became like BFF. Like we spent the entire weekend together. And when we were at, con the, the, at seeing the shows together, I was like, oh my God, I found like my twin because I scream, I sweat, I dance, like I sing along really loudly <laughs> and she's exactly the same. So we just became friends, uh, friends through music really. And now she's one of my, my closest friends. And uh, I just, I love her so much. She's an incredible human being. Um, and the dance videos, so we're big um, Ariana Grande fans. Uh, who isn't? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And when uh, No Tears Left to Cry, I believe, came out, we just filmed ourselves dancing to it. And people were like, they just loved it just because we were, you know, so excited about the new song. And then we both kind of organically decided, like, why don't we just try to make up a dance routine to the music that we like and film it and just, like, post it. And so... The response was like kind of crazy, and so now we do them. She just comes to my guest house, and we pick a song and we dance. <laughs> I love it. I literally, I love it. And we make up those routines too. If you couldn't tell, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so much fun to watch. I'm not kidding. We posted the Q and A for you, and like so many people were like asking about the dance videos. I'm like, That's okay, so guys, I will. Sweet. I promise. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, we, you know, we just. Um, we love doing them. I encourage people. Like, I think there's a weird thing too where we feel like we're allowed to dance in our like twenties, and then after that, like people just kind of like stop doing it. And I think it's so good for the soul, and I love dancing so much. Um, I just think it's like a great, good, energetic thing to do with somebody too. Like, just grab your friend and put on your favorite song and dance around for a little bit. It so is. If you ask any um, like healers in like the alternative world, that's one of the first things that they say. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love I that. I can't tell you how many times I've been to like holistic people that say like, you, like, whatever, you go in with certain issues and it's like, have you ever danced it out? And there's apparently something about dancing that just brings out some of the like trapped negative energies. Oh, I love it. I'm, I'm like very into that kind of stuff. And oh, we've got a lot to talk about them. I told you. <laughs> By the way, I've never seen you dance before. Not, not with you. Also, I have to say <laughs> that I, I think that you're right about people um, not dancing after their 20s. I think they still dance, but I, I think they've just rebranded it as Zumba. Uh, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Probably, yeah. It, a lot of it sense. was just yeah, a yeah, rebrand. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> okay, for this next story, Julie, you have to explain no, I'm it. obsessed because, with this story. Okay, I have to say a couple of things about it. This is a, it's a really, it's, we're talking about the Ashton Kutcher um, testimony in the murder trial, which Julie's going to explain. I want to just preface by saying this is a really dark and kind of intense and just mm. traumatizing story. 
at one point we will talk about a realization we had in it. Please know when we're talking about Ashton Kutcher and how attractive he is, by no means are we taking away from the intensity of this story because it was seriously... I was like, what realization that we had? It was just that you wanted to fuck Ashton Kutcher. No, no. The realization <laughs> that I said to you, how have, every time we've been asked who's our number one ideal, like celebrity, whatever, and I never had that answer. And then I said to you, how have I never said Ashton Kutcher? He, to me, he's perfect. Like sculpted by God. Yeah. There's, I agree. That's my, agree. my type to a T. Like, no, number, that's like your number one. Number one. Really? Mm-hmm. Ask Julie who's heard of this. Who's yours? John Stamos. <laughs> Oh, I get that. Always John Stamos. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that one too. I gotcha. Who's yours? Ooh. Um, what's his name? Henry Cavill. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That is a really good one. He's actually one. very active on Instagram in the comment section. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's just sometimes he comments on people that um, not everyone would know, so we kind of have to throw them in randomly because then we get those comments of like, we don't know who that is. And it's like, well, it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, but also it's Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. He, he's so hot. Oh, he's so hot. That was yeah. a good one. Thank that was you. a really you good answer. You were keeping that one. Gary's yeah. rolling his eyes somewhere in LA right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, we love you, Gary. Okay, um, Julie, take us away. Okay, so the thing about this story that I think is like one of the crazier parts is that I feel like it's gotten no media attention. Like, why isn't everyone talking that Ashton Kutcher is testifying in a case against a serial killer? So the story- E-news is. <laughs> E-news is, that's right. That's like, it's like, I feel like it should be everywhere. I agree. So the story is that when Ashton Kutcher was 23, he was going on a date with this girl who was his friend, and this is back in 2001. And when he got to the house of the girl, after- thinking that he was stood up, there was no one home. And he, like, the story is that he looked in the window and he saw, you know, a stain on the carpet and thought it was red wine that had spilled. So he didn't think anything of it. Fast forward, it turns out this girl had been murdered in her home. And only now, which is now 18 years later, they found the guy who they're calling the Hollywood Ripper, who I guess had um, other victims as well. And he's now being brought to trial. But Ashton Kutcher is now testifying because he was at this girl's house the night she was murdered. And he said in his testimony that he was so nervous um, when he found out that she'd been murdered because he was at the house and his his fingerprints were on the door handle. Oh, wow. And he was like, he called the cops right away and like told his story because he was so nervous of like being told. But I mean, how many celebrities have you ever heard of testifying in a case against a serial killer? I mean, it's. I think it is the craziest story. Also, what a terrible thing to have to like. Oh have my to god! Experience and live through, and you know, testifying in court seems like the scariest thing on the face of the earth. Really uh, oh scary. my god, beyond. Although yeah. I have to say, Ashton probably has some experience with it because another thing that isn't spoken yeah, about enough is that he has the technology that him and Demi Moore um, founded together that is saving. All of these, it's a facial recognition thing that saves kids from human trafficking. Oh, yeah. And he saved, like, this technology has helped save, like, 6,000 kids from human trafficking. So That's amazing. So there's a few things about him testifying, I guess, in front of Congress to explain what he's doing and all of these things. So he definitely has experience with, you know, darker stories. But I don't know. Ashton Kutcher, man. There's a whole other side to him. Real life. Yeah, Real life happens crazy. to celebrities. I know. Crazy, yeah, right? It's like a, it's, it's, I, I would never want to, obviously, knock wood, live through something like that. That's so terrifying. I can't. And the other uh, the other crazy thing is a couple of aspects. One, like they were dating or he he 
It was going to be their first date. They were be, friends. Yeah, they were friends. Like, he knew her. It wasn't like it was some girl that he had never met before. So I'm sure this is bringing up, one, it's re-bringing up her death. Yeah. And then also just, again, like, being a celebrity, being in the public eye to do it, the whole thing is just, I have a lot of respect for him, honestly, aside from how handsome I think he is. <laughs> it's just like, this is all We're making aware. Me. <laughs> the, the handsome part's there, though. <laughs> I know. I have to say, you and Gary have just, like, meshed your mannerisms together. Oh, my like, God. Like, there are certain things that you've said, and I'm like, oh, my God, you sound exactly like Gary saying <laughs> that. It's like, when you get a little sarcastic, it's so Gary, don't you think? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so his mother can't tell us apart on really? the phone. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. It's true. Oh, We've my God. We've kind of become the same person. That's so funny. I can I, hear it. Yeah. I mean, I knew I loved you before. I knew I loved you when we were talking. But then when we met Gary, I was like, there's no way that this isn't going to be a full-blown love fest because <laughs> are you kidding? Like, <laughs> you guys are like our dream people. We could sit in a room. Aww. Oh, can't even. He's <sighs> great. He's so fun. Yeah, he's He wants me to come home now. So. <laughs> I know. I'm sure he misses you. He does, actually. After 18 years almost, that's a good thing. It's an wow. amazing thing. That yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yes. Okay, we're moving on to our next story, which isn't really a story. We just want to update anyone that wasn't aware. So Kit Harrington apparently checked into a luxury rehab for predominantly stress and exhaustion, um, but also for alcohol abuse. Apparently, the ending of Game of Thrones uh, hit him hard, and he a friend told Page Six— he realized this is it. This is the end. It was something they had all worked so hard on for so many years. He had a moment of what next. I think that's a very relatable yeah. feeling. Yeah. I also think I've had a lot of problems with this story because I'm sober. And I feel like when we know that somebody is kind of on the brink and like not doing great and maybe needs to take some time away to take care of whatever their addiction might be, like let's let them do that. Like, we don't need to photograph Demi Lovato, her first time out of rehab. We don't need to photograph Kit Harrington walking around the grounds of his rehab or his, like, let's just make a pact, like, with kids. And, you know, I think there's a long list of other things. But, like, let's people, like, let, let's let people get well. You know, let's encourage people or let people know that when they do something like this, which is takes a lot of courage and also you know, takes a lot of work to just, like, let them have. Whenever I see pictures of it online, I get, like, a little, like, can we just leave him alone? You know, he's. I think he's going through enough to not have to deal with, like, paparazzi shots of him well, walking it's, around. It's so interesting because I was reading an article that came from this that's, like, what is the media's obsession with celebrities' mental health? Yeah. And it was just, True. like, going through all of this and why we're so obsessed with, with not only their mental health, but when their mental health, like, quote-unquote, fails, and they are getting help for it, and right. why we think, A, we're so intrigued by it, but B, that we feel entitled to seeing that process. Right, and also not wanting people to get well. Right. That's Like, the, that that's it's your the, entertainment that— Right, that's right. the thing that bothers me is it's like, why are we just waiting for him to slip up? Why are we waiting to see if this is not going to work as opposed to letting him take the time to— get well. Well, that's know? the very like 2007, 2008 Britney, Lindsay Lohan thing where you would hear stories about people at Us Weekly or people at People popping champagne every time they'd go back into rehab because they had another story. Right. And what's happening right now with Britney? Oh my God. I could talk about it for hours. I, oh my God. I was, I saw the Elton John movie the other night mm -hmm. and um, I was, I was talking to my sister about it that when everything with Britney finally comes out, because one day we're going to get the full story. That movie is going to be incredible. Did you watch the Lifetime special? No, I didn't. When, oh, this, when was that? Was that recent? A few years ago. But there's like a lot of tea in there. 
for yeah. sure. Oh, oh my, my God, God, we got him. What but do the, you think? The faces after therapy, I was like, hmm. I love Britney Spears so much. Yeah, like, well, I think that's where this all comes from, huge. is that everyone loves her. I like, I love her so much. I'm also, I don't know what's going on in her life, so what I see is what you guys see, but um, I love the content. I just hope that it's, I just hope that what she's showing is like, you know, I legitimately, I love her so much. I, I legitimately hope that she's well and happy and, you know, able to live whatever, you know, whatever type of life someone as famous as her can live. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I would be lying if I said uh, we both don't buy into a lot of the skepticism going on because I think some of it just seems... Yeah. Well, I think there's there. a lot of reason for that skepticism. Yeah. Something interesting, though, which we haven't really posted a lot of his comments, but her boyfriend— I was just going to say that. Who's like Adam, so hot. So, so hot. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait. Oh, my God, wait, so he, hot. Wait, Brad's going to get this reference. Okay, we just did, before you got here, we recorded our Kardashian bonus show. Yeah. And in it, we were talking about how last night, or on Sunday night when we were watching Keeping Up, how Scott, like, obviously we think he's so hot, but that— Carly was sitting with me and she's like, you know, the thing about the reason that Scott's so hot is because he's like attainably hot. He's not like some like Liam Hemsworth type. I almost feel like Britney's boyfriend more falls into the Liam Hemsworth type. The unattainable hot. The unattainable hot. Don't you think that's a good? Yeah. And also like what, how could her universe not be that great when that's like with you all the time? Oh my God. But I will say, I actually texted a friend on Sunday night because I've never found Lord Disick super hot. And oh. I was like, he's so hot. So hot. Welcome. If Welcome. you ever need a person to text. We're so happy to, to have you. <laughs> so happy. I had no idea he was so hot. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know what you were walking into. No, he's like <laughs> such a babe. Oh, we, we literally Especially I have a towel on this hoodie, everyone. I have a towel on this hoodie. <gasps> Flex. That's a fucking flex. <laughs> he walks in with the easy oh Louis Vuitton. Jeez. Jeez, you did not have to flex that hard. It's just a modest podcast, Brad. You didn't have to go that all out for us. No, oh, it means wow. even more. Oh, it means a lot. It's like cuddling yeah. up in his sweatshirt now. I, oh, stop. He should, <laughs> he should wear everyone so that it smells yeah, like him like a little spritz of cologne. Has no one thought about that as a branding idea? I could say such good ideas on this podcast. Yeah, we've had so That's many million dollar ideas. Stalkers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. There's something to it. They smell like me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm really. I feel almost honored that we semi partook in your at least the same week that you had this Scott disagree realization. That's like our our mission to just explain to everyone. You know. Oh, well, I'm. I'm don't happy sleep to, on him. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to. To get get on the train. You're on, yeah, welcome, oh, welcome aboard. Now I understand why Courtney is like, you know, it's kind of hard to quit it. Yeah. Right? Ain't yeah. that the damn truth. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Also, we just have to note this because, first of all, you found the story. I didn't even see it in terms of talking about Air Drake. <laughs> you didn't see this? I didn't see this. What? How, he paid nothing for that plane. Okay. First off, Bear, did you see Air Drake that he— No. His private plane, which is— it's private jet, which is the craziest thing I've ever seen. It is ginormous, literally huge. Like a commercial airliner? <sighs> not, not not like a commercial airliner. But definitely bigger than your average private jet. Yeah. Private wow. jet. He, it's gorgeous. It's valued at $200 million. Whoa. He paid nothing for it. They gave it to him. Why? As a marketing. Apparently, the company Cargo Jet gave it to him as a way of marketing. And that— it kind of does make sense, the reason that he's been promoting it so much. Like, it says Air Drake in giant letters. He's been—he's doing a lot of Instagram videos of walking into the plane, showing up the plane, the oh, interior, gotcha. the whole nine. Okay. Okay, I have to say, though, nowhere in any of those stories did he tag Cargo Jet. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's mean? probably why Cargo Jet released the story that he didn't pay anything for it. It's Gifting like, fail. Yeah, it's like that meme. It's like the Trump meme. Worst no, 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 no. Worst trade, trade but also it's like— um, 
when Chrissy Teigen got the framed photo of <laughs> of so- her of Dwayne Wade falling into her and John and somebody framed it and gave it and she was like, oh my God, whoever did this, thank you. And who was it? It was Spalding, the ball Spalding, company. Spalding, the ball company sent it to her and, and <laughs> she didn't tag them the caption and they commented and was like, you're welcome. And she was like, oh, you're Spalding? I thought John had a friend named Spalding. <laughs> oh, no. And then because she didn't tag them in the caption, every single comment they replied to him was like, it was us. They like Because they were so oh, upset that they psycho. didn't. Yeah, no chill. That's what Cargo Zero Jet should have done. Well, let me tell you yeah, something. Right. Cargo Jet is so lucky that Drake has his comments turned off unless he's following you because he, they'd be, fu- oh my God. Drake would be <laughs> imagine, <Cargo> Jet. <laughs> imagine gifting someone something for $200 million and they don't even it's the, tag you in the caption. I've seen literally sorority girls tag people in captions about cupcakes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Let alone a goddamn private jet. Your friend's like mad for not getting photo credit. Cargo yeah, jet's right. like, you yeah, want right. right. to be yeah, mad right. <laughs> Photo credit is crazy, by the way. Insane. It's just Insane. to prove that you were there, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. You know what the worst is? Tell when me. You, when somebody, you're going <laughs> to so agree with me. When somebody takes a picture of somebody, like when you Instagram a picture of yourself and somebody comments and they're like, no photo credit. It's like, oh my my God, we get it. You hung out that day. It's like, relax. Who gives photo cred for the one picture you took on an iPhone? You're not Annie Leibovitz. Also, now Instagram's not really letting anybody see your posts anyway, so there's no point. (laughs) 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 By the way, I think we should do a national Instagram boycott day. FYI. I think everybody should go off of Instagram for like two or three days and tell them to change the algorithm back to being normal. Yeah. Well, Emma, just, just, it is our job, so let's not encourage a boycott. No, I, I, I was about to say, just for everyone uh, listening, he doesn't mean the algorithm that we capitalize on, meaning the comment change. You're, right, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Very necessary That's very true. That's happening in Canada, though, no? The what? The comment change. Oh, no, the, the thing that's happening in Canada is they're, shutting, they're not showing the amount of likes. Really? Yeah, there, it, it started, well, I mean, if we're talking about the same thing, but it started in Canada, that Instagram's trying to um, promote this, I don't know if it's a self-care I type can't, I can't. thing. It's so Canadian, by it's the way. So Coming from a Canadian, Canadian. It's, like, so it's like, oh, I don't need to like this photo. Eh? Like, <laughs> I like it. It's so pretty. Where they're hiding the amount of likes so that you don't feel like insecure about your picture getting yeah, X amount. I, I love I don't. Canada. I'm so happy to be from there. <laughs> I love the things we care about. I do. It's amazing. Socialized it really is. medicine. You know, likes. <laughs> likes. <laughs> it's like healthcare likes Justin Bieber. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Yes. Oh, Justin oh. Trudeau. Drake. Yeah. I was about to say, Even, Drake. Oh my God, there's some good Canadian. Sean Mendez. Yeah, Celine Dion. Oh my God. Queen Celine. She's the yeah. queen of Canada. Wow. She's the queen of the, the fucking world. She really yeah, Celine is. should be on the currency there. I'm going to make that happen. Yes, please do. Yeah. You heard it here first. Yeah. Do you think, wait, can I ask you a question? Did you see last week or whenever it was when um, Connie took Kim to Celine Dion in Vegas? Of course. And she wore a vintage Dolce & Gabbana. Yes. And did you see how he wore basically the same thing that he wore to the Met Gala? Mm -hmm. The exact exact same same thing. thing. Do you think that that was uh, his way of saying like, I want to let Kim and Celine shine? Or you think it was just... I think Kanye really likes that jacket. I think so too. (laughs) You guys think? I think Kanye gets into like a like a rhythm of like a uniform and then like changes it up. Didn't he wear like those kind of tan grayish like sweats for a while? Yes. Oh yeah. I think he just gets into like a rhythm of. Oh yeah, you're right. Remember, he wore those same sweatpants for like. Do you remember this for like a week? And everyone was like, are you going to change your pants or no? No, because he watches Kim change like four times a day. And he's like, fuck that. Gonna, it's Kim, exhausting. Kim's my favorite, by the way. Oh, oh my God. Same. Number one. Yeah. OG. I mean, she's 
beyond. Beyond. No, there's, it's next level. She, we none freak of them, out for yeah. her. We we talk. I mean, we'll, we'll get into this in the recap, but we talk so much about how like her evolution at, it is just unbelievable to watch, and like her intelligence level, she just has it. Like you can tell that girl was raised by Chris Jenner for so many reasons. True. You know what I mean? She just gets it. Very. I feel true. like she got the best qualities from both of her parents. Agreed. Yes, Ugh, that's what I say about myself. Love that. <laughs> um, we have to now talk about P. Davidson for Alexander Wang. Oh. Yeah, we do. Oh my God. Well, wait. I don't know if Brad knows, so just give full disclosure as to your. Basically, it goes John Stamos, and then right now Pete Davidson's right no. below. Yeah, I swear to God, there's some. I, I don't know. I can't eat everything about him. BDE. All of it. Yeah. Wow. I, I think he is just like I. I don't even know. I can't even describe it. You can't. A lot of people get it though. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm alone in this. I get band. it. Yeah. I, I there's totally just, get it. It's an energy he gives off. It's first of all, he's tall. Right. So let's put and funny and funny. And good looking. And self-deprecating. Yeah. Which we love. Yeah, we love. Dress as well. Yeah. I always see him in his off-whites. Yeah. Now in his Alexander Wang. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally, Ooh. every time we start talking about Pete Davidson, we always have to get back because Julie goes into this, like, fantasy world. So I do. I, like, phase out. They're, like, my eyes glassed over for a second. <laughs> okay, so tell, tell everyone what happened. So, Pete Davidson surprises us all by walking the Alexander Wang show. He was wearing— um, like black and white pants, the Alexander Wang belt, a wife beater, and a backwards black baseball cap. And it's a fucking look. <laughs> what do you think? It was a moment. It's so Alex. I mean, Alexander Wang is just so good at pulling out what is cool in New York and pop culture. And and that's Pete and Davidson as a yeah, whole. And creating also. those like moments during his show where you're like, oh, only Alex would do that. You know, he has all the coolest girls in the show. Um I thought it was. I thought it was like a cool. Just felt very Alex Wang. It was cool, yeah. I, and I was happy for Pete. Every time he does something that almost, I don't want to use the word elevates him, but kind of takes him into a different sphere. Like here, he started out as this, not even that well known of a comedian. Now then he's on SNL. Then he's, you know, engaged to Ariana Grande. Took him into this whole other world of celebrity. Now he's making a, a modeling debut. It's like I don't know. He's really been touching a lot of different things, and I'm happy for him. Who and doesn't I, want to make their modeling debut, right? Especially for Alexander, Alexander Wang. Wang. Yeah, that was the sure. same, wasn't that the same show that Kendall walked? Kendall walked and Kaya Gerber walked it. Mm-hmm. And I loved that um, he walked it and it was at Rockefeller Center because same. it was like, this is his domain. Yeah. Like if anybody consider themselves the king of Rockefeller Center right now, it's Pete Davidson. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. So true. Smooth move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Fallon would disagree, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if Jimmy Fallon could pull off the Alexander <laughs> Wang look, but <laughs> I would love to see that. Same. The next news story that we wanted to talk about was, so SZA tweeted that she was involved in a racial profiling incident at the Sephora in Calabasas. So she tweeted, and I quote, LMAO Sandy Sephora location 614 Calabasas called security to make sure I wasn't stealing. We had a long talk. You have a blessed day, Sandy. Can a bitch cop her Fenty in peace or what? So then Rihanna, being the class act that she is, sent SZA a Fenty gift card with a handwritten note that says, uh, go buy yourself Fenty beauty in peace, sis. One love, Rihanna. Which is just... She's the best. So as a result, Sephora will be closing all of their stores for one day on June 5th for an inclusion workshop. And their statement um, via Facebook, they released it and said, every Sephora store, distribution center, and corporate office in the U.S. will host inclusion workshops for our employees. These values have always been at the heart of Sephora, and we're excited to welcome everyone when we we reopen. Hmm. Sounds like one day isn't going to do much, but better than nothing. Also, what's up with these people? Like, 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 really? Like, first of all— why are you just like calling on people who 
I, I just, I don't understand that whole mentality. Like I worked in retail and like, I never, I mean, you always kind of keep your eye on people, but it's like, come on. Like, no, no, it's, of, it's ridiculous. It's just so crazy. I, I, this type of like behavior is running rampant in the United States right now. And I find it so like, it's just so insane that we're just assuming that people are doing bad things without having, it's like contempt prior to investigation. Exactly. Like, why are you, why is that like, go and try to upsell her. That's what I was doing at a store. I was anybody that walked in. I'm like, how much product can, can I sell Can I push them? on you? Yeah. Right? Like that's your job in the store. Your job is also to prevent, you know, theft, but like, that's not your number one place there. Like, Every single person and customer that walks into a store should be treated equally. Completely. And it's just so 100%. insane to me that this stuff, this keeps happening over and over and over again. It's just like the dumbest. But I have to say, I thought, I think that this probably happens a lot and it's not spoken about. So for SZA to get, go so publicly and, and call them out, I thought was a fu- like, as, as she, she should. should. She should be pissed. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, good for her to do it. And then Rihanna to come back with just such a, like, isn't that such a classy Rihanna move? It was, it it was, was just the most Rihanna move because if there is anybody who's going to speak up about things like this, it's Rihanna. Yeah. she, I mean, it, oh. she's all on top of that. And also one of the nicest like, human beings on the face Oh, my of God. The Had you, she's have the you, best. I've met her, yeah. She's I haven't, but I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's so I, nice. I really love her. I can only imagine. She's as stunning in person, too, I imagine. Crazy, but also just, like, nice and down to earth and, like, really easy to talk to and just, like, a lovely human. <sighs> there was a story about Rihanna that I, that I love that she was doing um, – she was doing a talk somewhere. It could have been the wing. I'm not sure. But she was in line going to the bathroom. And everyone was like, oh, you go in front. She's like, no, no, I'll wait in line. Not a big deal, whatever. So she's waiting in line. She goes to the bathroom, whatever. And she she puts lotion on her hand. And there's a girl. She, like, realizes she has too much. And there's a girl standing next to her. And she's like, your hands look a little ashy. And, like, rubs <laughs> lotion all over her hands. I was like, that is the most Rihanna story I've ever heard in my life. So good. Oh, I love that. We love her. Love, yeah. yeah. We are, yeah, big-time fans. <laughs> In the interest go of time, ahead. No, no. Just go ahead. I'm just not gonna fucking do it. <laughs> okay. But what we're referring to, the next story we were going to talk about was Bella Thorne and Matson. The, the reason that I'm not going to get too in-depth is I have this very weird fascination with, like, a couple random people. So, for example, Bella Thorne is one. Um, little Zan is, not, is one. And I don't know. These obsessions just come over me, and I get fascinated. But the majority of the people listening really don't give a shit. So it's just me, like, passionately telling this story, and nobody cares. <laughs> and everyone's like, what is a mod son? <laughs> That's hilarious. So without getting too much into it, basically all you need to know is that Obviously, they broke up, and Bella is now apparently dating someone else. And some shit went down because she went to his house to try to get some of her stuff. He didn't know she was coming. He called the cops, and they kind of publicly feuded via Twitter. It was kind of awkward, and she still has the tattoo of I love you in his handwriting on her shoulder, so we'll see what happens with that. Moral of the story is the cops have better things to do than removing Bella Thorne from your house. Amen to I used that to work one. with Bella. I styled her for a little while, and she is— uh, a lovely, lovely human being who works very, very hard and, and is a champion for um, a lot of things. And I think the reason why you are obsessed with her is because she shares so much of her life. Like right. she shares good, bad, ugly, like you know what's happening with her. And and I think that she's an example for a lot of people out there. And I think that she's like her honesty about where she's at in her life and the things that are happening is very um, helpful to a lot of people. So um, I'm also like, I follow her on all forms of social media and she's a 
she's I I enjoyed so much working with her and and I wish her continued success. I feel like I have an ally. Thank you. You definitely yeah, do. You validated her. Very I like her do. too. I just I I know. I get I get I get obsessed. Thank you for for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, also, so Katy Perry talked for the first time about Orlando Bloom's proposal. And she was also on the radio show Capital Breakfast. Same wow, one a lot that. happens on I Capital know. Breakfast. <laughs> I know. I know. My goodness. <laughs> Who else does Capital Breakfast have? I don't know. I've never heard of the show First until time. now. Yeah, and now we hear fucking. Wait, was there first two guests, Joe Jonas, <laughs> Katy Perry? Could you imagine? Hardcore. Um, I'm going to read the exact quote. So she says. It was Valentine's Day, and I had to work that day. I just remember meeting him at dinner at this place, this Italian restaurant, because when I get a pass, I just want to eat stuff like, I just want to stuff my face with pasta. So I get there, and he's clean-shaven. He's not wearing tennis shoes. I'm like, ah, shit, something's going down. And then I got on a helicopter, and then he asked me to marry him. And then we landed on this building and went downstairs, and my family and friends were there. And like the most flowers, the most flowers you've ever seen. It's like when Kanye does that for Kim. You're like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. Anyways, it's great. He's great. I love him very much. I okay. love the Kim and Kanye reference. <laughs> kidding me? Katy Perry referencing Kanye? Are you kidding? Worlds collide. Was that that was a fucking world collision? No. Also, the song is so good. Yeah, it's so a banger. Good. It's a banger. It's a banger. 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 Yeah. I'm just gonna say Tanya and I have our first fight because she's not super into the song. <sighs> Tanya. I know. Tanya. I was like, we have to do Katie's new song. And she sent me like the emoji with just like the straight mouth and straight eyes. Wow. I was like, huh, we're going to have to discuss this in person. Tanya. Yes. <laughs> Not over text. You may have to recast her. Ooh. Maybe. That and could I be a show in itself. Ooh. We move quickly. <laughs> Shit. Talk about tea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I will say, though, there, there's been like a whole a lot of people talking about it online how this song really grows on you. So maybe it just needs to grow on her. The chorus? Yeah. I mean, it's also the song of Pride Month. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was literally made for Pride Month. So good. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, other things. We're going to move into our award ceremony. These aren't uh, news stories. They're just a couple things we wanted to quickly hit. Did you see A-Rod's video of— Which one? <laughs> oh, my God. No one's more active on social media than A-Rod. I love it. it I mean, and we love like it. He's like a cute little dad who has to post everything. Yeah. But it was the video of him in between J-Lo and Mark Anthony and they J-Lo and— Oh, yes, and Mark, I did see that. Yeah. yeah that it, was really cute. It was really cute. I, we've never seen, I don't— think, and correct me if I'm wrong, at least from their own perspective, maybe photographed, but never like them showing that the three of them were together. And that was really cool to see. J-Lo, um, I was at the CFDA Awards and J-Lo accepted the Icon of the Year Award. And she is not only a vision, but her speech was like amazing. Beyond. Just oh amazing. God. Was that the orange thing? Orange yes. Yeah. The two piece. The two yeah. piece. Oh my those God. Abs. It was good. Beyond. Abs, yes. All of it. Oh pony, my God. The face. She, who is her her stylist? Rob Zangardi. Rob Zangardi. Yes, of course. Yes. Rob follows us. Yes, Wait, he does. That's another one that we actually really want to get him on. Yeah. Oh, Rob's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pass that on. Yeah, yeah definitely. Awesome. Please do. Rob. Please do. And Chris Appleton, she shares with Kim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. See? Ooh, someone did their homework. <laughs> the deep web. <laughs> you know I love a little web. Someone knows about over. celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have a podcast about it or something. Um, also, Ansel, how do you say his last name? Elgort. Elgort. Went on this really weird... Uh, Instagram rant where he basically posted seven shirtless selfies. I mean, 17 shirtless selfies. Just interesting to note. Really nothing yeah. there. I was just a little confused. But hey, you do you. Awesome. I also, what? The world wants to see that. So yeah. yeah. I was here for it. Go for it. We also just want to pay a little nod to uh, Gab Union and D-Wade because they are, they do this thing when they go on vacation, they hashtag, hashtag Wade World Tour. They are living their best life. I'm sorry. We are just shamelessly obsessed with that couple. Same. 
Oh my God. No, I'm not even shamelessly obsessed because I think they are like, there's no shame there. They are so, (laughs) there's no shame. They're so amazing. That's why I said shameless. (laughs) No, no, but you know, like you shouldn't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, everyone should be obsessed with them. Yeah. I think they are. Okay. We have to interrupt the podcast for one second because some breaking comment news just happened. So Miley Cyrus. We've never done this on air before. It's so cool. She uploaded and then turned off the comments, but we got it. Uploaded a picture where she's licking a cake, and the cake says abortion is healthcare with the is underlined. And someone commented on the picture and said, so selfish. Killing people is healthcare. Maybe for you females, but ripping hands and legs off an unborn baby isn't really healthcare for a baby. Start being responsible for other people. And Miley responds and said, oh, that's right. You only jerk off while you Xbox Live with a bunch of 14-year-olds whose brains are just about as developed as yours. Clap back of the week. Like, literally? <laughs> I feel like we, if we didn't already have the graphic, we'd have to change it. So what's happening right now is that Isabel is formatting as we speak, and we may later on in this episode have to collectively come up with a caption so that we can post it before anyone else does. Wow. Wow, you're here on the ground I with us. I can't even believe this. How does it feel? It's like, it's really insane. I feel like I'm really inside comments by celebs. Oh, my god, So deep. So deep. Oh, my God. Miley Cyrus. We love Miley. I love her. We're, How about oh the new album? God. The Amazing EP, whatever you want to call EP, it. EP, yeah. yeah, we're so here good. for it. So good. She's just really. Um, I don't even want to say coming into her own because she has been, but like every time that she does something new, I just love how hard she goes for it. You yeah. know what I mean? She really goes all in. And I would say she's um, growing herself as an icon. Yeah, and Liam being so outwardly supportive of every single thing she does is to me. It's how it should be, but it's not always how it is. And I really just love it. I, I mean, agree. please, ever since I found out that Liam goes outside to check the weather for her instead of checking the app, nope, there's no Aww. one better. Yep. Isn't that the cutest thing? <laughs> one time one time I like I said to my dad, I was like, well, what's the weather? And he goes outside and I sent his Snapchat to Julia. I was like, Liam, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're taking one minute to tell you guys about our literal favorite company, Third Love. <laughs> the, be- the best bra I've ever owned. Seriously. Okay, you guys know how much we talk with this and how much we love it, but we're going to tell you again because that's how strongly we feel. So here's the thing about Third Love. They use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. The other amazing thing is that they have more sizes than most other brands. So they offer more than 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes, which is just beyond. (laughs) Here's how it works. So they have a fit finder quiz. So you answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in 60 seconds. It's honestly so much fun. Like you're just like answering all these questions about your boobs. Remember we, (laughs) we took it together. I was like, I know all these answers. The easiest quiz I've ever taken. (laughs) So over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date. It's fun and it takes less than a minute to complete. So, you know, you talk about your shape and symmetry and all that kind of stuff. And then they help you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. The other thing about Third Love that's amazing is that it's 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So there's a team of expert fit stylists who are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. And their fit stylists are available every day to help via text, chat, or phone. Also, the returns and exchanges are like very easy and completely free. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash celebs now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. Uh, Shall we transition everyone to our award ceremony? Yes, Yes, please. Let's do it. Okay, we're going to start with funniest comment of the week. We have two nominees. The first one is Megan Mullally. She uploaded, she uploaded actually a series of pictures 
uh, of different people, but this one was her and John Hamm, and she wrote, we're together now, hashtag John Hamm. And Nick, her husband, comments, we had a good run with the peace sign emoji. <laughs> They're like the OG Blake and Ryan. What, what a, a call. call. Wow. I know. Right? That's pretty good. That's good. John they, Hamm might be number two for me, by ooh. the way. Fuck me up, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That picture, when I, yeah. You know, he doesn't have an Instagram, so I don't see him. I guess, it's not I don't see him that much, but he's not as active in my feed. So when I randomly, he pops up on the screen, I'm like, fucking warn me first. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh my God. in my feed, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know who styles him? Tell us. Taylor Jacobson from the Rachel Zoe Project. Oh, I didn't know that. Inside scoop. So you have. She posts him, but still. No, I know. You have all these like really amazing tidbits. (laughs) Are they though? They are. For us, they are. (laughs) And don't worry, we're going to ask about, we're going to ask all the questions you guys want us to ask at the end. So Jessica Beale also posted a picture. So she was on, she did uh, mean tweets with Jimmy Kimmel and someone someone wrote, my Asian orthodontist says at Jessica Beale has horse teeth. Horse, horse teeth, and she writes, "Big thanks to Jimmy Kimmel in the internet for keeping this gal and her horse teeth humble AF." And Justin uh, Timberlake comments, "Point out this orthodontist. I'd like to pay them a visit." Ooh, <laughs> I'm picturing Justin walking in. Hi, I'm just here for cleaning. <laughs> Next thing you know, <laughs> that's like full on zaddy status. Yeah, right? yeah. I also have to say, I don't know if you even noticed this. This comment made headlines for not for being funny, for the fact that he said them instead of him because it was seen as really inclusive, not assuming that the orthodontist was a man. Oh. I hadn't seen that. I don't even know why it mattered in the first place that the orthodontist well, was, was Asian. Asian. How weird is that? That was like, weird why, to why, me. Why did that? Why did that need to be pointed out? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But um, yes, our we personally awarded Nick. Do, do what? Are, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with our our awarding of Nick? Oh for yeah, funniest for sure. Of the week? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I love when we agree. <laughs> actually, I'm like, actually, no. Let's get into this. <laughs> so congratulations, Nick. You are the recipient for this week's funniest comment of the week. Next for clapback. So this was really interesting. This I'm, I'm gonna first gonna do Vinny and then I'll read the second. So Vinny uh, from Jersey Shore posted a picture of himself in the sun and he was squinting. And someone writes, "Fix your face, Vinny. You're cute without all that squinting." And he responds, "It's called the sun." <laughs> like, it was very yeah. um, Wells Adams. Yeah, Island. Wells Adams. Like I don't yeah. get the glasses. Oh, it's so she can see. Yeah. <laughs> like come on, you work with Sarah also. I right? do. Yeah, I love Sarah. Love Sarah. She's amazing. Is She's, she is she as uh, like enthusiastic and down to earth as she seems? Yes, she's. Amazing. She's so she's she's got that thing. She's got that thing of like a like a full blown entertainer running through her veins. Like yeah. she's just yeah. got she's got that it thing. We have so much fun in our fitting. She's just like wild. Was it you that posted the video of her belting out? I forget what song it was in the black. It was Katie's. It was Katie Katie's Perry's right, new right, song. Right. Yeah. And she was like, how did I even know that was coming? Yeah, I <laughs> was playing her the song for the first time, and she knew when, like, the drag note was coming. Yeah, so, so funny. Yeah, it was that funny. Was she could just feel it. Because we decided in that fitting, like, that she has a very high percentage of gay man in her as well. Oh. And it, like, goes back and forth. But it's close to 50-50 most of the time. Oh, I know. She's, like, half woman, half gay man. I love yeah, that. I get yeah. that. Yeah. I could have get better. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. Okay, so this was really interesting. So Scout Willis posted a screenshot of the Daily Mail's article that was a headline of her and her sister uh, leaving like a grocery store or leaving a convenience store. And the headline is Scout Willis smiles mis- mischievously as she and sister Tallulah Willis go on a snack run in Hollywood. So she posted it and made the caption. 
You know, if you're ever in need of some humility, just come back in your next life through the vagina of a celebrity, and you too can have an existence filled with surprise paparazzi encounters and photos of yourself looking like you're enjoying the smell of your own fart on the internet. (laughs) And her sister Tallulah comments, thank God we made the decision pre-utero to be in the public eye. It's so fun and something we definitely had a choice in. And then Tallulah comments, wonder if they know we were buying jewel pods. And then Rumor Willis comments, you're a legend. I bow down. So we posted this picture, and people really started to comment like, oh, please, we feel so bad for you. Like, boo-hoo, you're, the, you're you know, the kid of a millionaire, all this stuff. Which is like, okay, yeah, but also it's just perspective. It's, it's not like saying that her problems are bigger than anyone else's, but in her own life, that is a problem. Right. I, I can totally empathize with that. Like, yeah, she has a lot of blessings because of it, but also she had no choice about being in the public. That's not something I totally get it. So we posted it, and people were coming at her in the comments section so she commented on our post and said, there's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, be nothing. It was an Aristotle quote. And then she writes, not trying to speak without perspective, y'all. Just trying to turn something that makes me super insecure into a joke and find some humor. I was team scout 100%. Yeah, of course. I always am. Right? Yeah. Demi, I work with Demi and I know these girls really well. And they're such a lovely family and they're such great women. And, and I think, you know... It, I understand. I, I feel obviously the same. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. I, I just it. I feel like it's hard for people to understand that you know it's like oh yeah you don't like being famous you don't like being photographed like oh sorry feel go feel sorry for yourself somewhere else but it's also like it's a part of you know that's a part of their lives that is problematic for them like you know imagine walking out of the gym or going to the deli in New York to get you know. I like watermelon from the deli. You got watermelon or something and you walk out and you find out later that, you know, there's photos of you buying whatever, you know, doing your errands. It's like not the greatest. I mean, it's one thing on a red carpet, but yeah. know, it's not fun. I told. I mean, you're, you're preaching to the choir. We're like the only two girls with 1.2 million Instagram followers that do everything to not be famous. So I, <laughs> I get it. Actively, like, yeah. Mind actively. you, this is coming from a person I would love. I'd be obsessed with being followed by the time. <laughs> I would do it like Kim style for sure. Like uh, I would always be in glam. I would like always uh, have my chin down slightly, my eyes up a little bit, my <laughs> lips like slightly, you know. You would be in some random town. How did the paparazzi mm-hmm. find me here? Getting out of my car really slowly, like <laughs> step by step. It. You can see me like getting out of my Lambo. Like that's my dream <laughs> life. Yeah, what was Gary thinking right now? <laughs> yeah, he knows, by the way. <laughs> it's the way, it's like what all of me, like my friends and I, we, we it's like our fantasy life. Oh, that's when so When we go funny. away and we just pretend. I imagine that's a lot of people's though. I think so. I think we're kind of... Um, like yeah, the, we're the, we're the outlier in that yeah. sense, I think, because we're <laughs> yeah. so in this world. But at the same, like we become, I guess, so in this world in terms of like meeting all these people, but at the same time, so not wanting to be. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting. Yeah, our winner here. It really was. Our truth is that it was a tie, but solely for graphic purposes because we have to post it on our story. We gave the we gave it to Vinny because it's just a lot easier to read. But Scout, you're right up there. Yes, this for was sure. a, it was a total tie. Vinny's also become a snack. Yeah. Keto Guido, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. right? So we just want to take one minute to tell you guys about Ava. It's this really cool company. It's basically an ovulation tracking bracelet. So let me explain. If you've ever struggled to conceive, then you know that getting pregnant isn't always easy. There's, you know, timing is everything, but it can be tough to know when your chances are the highest. So which days are you most fertile? And are you tracking your fertile window accurately? And all of these things. And have you ever wished that you could understand your cycle phases in real time? Because a lot of these very popular period tracker apps, there's still a large margin of error. I mean, personally, I always have a hard time understanding my cycle and what that means. So that is where Ava comes in. 
Ava is a Swiss startup company dedicated to advancing women's health and to breaking taboos around discussing the menstrual cycle, which I feel very passionately about. So what it is, it's a wearable CE certified medical device in the form of a comfortable bracelet that uses cutting edge technology to detect different phases of the menstrual cycle in real time. The amazing thing about this is that it's worn only at night. So even though the bracelet is like comfortable and stylish, the device only needs to be worn while sleeping. So you go to sleep wearing it and you wake up with more insight into your health and natural cycles. It's a very, very cool, you know, kind of process. Also interesting to note is that 20% of the price of Ava goes directly to the company's medical research and development in women's health, which I think is incredible. So ladies, it's finally time to understand your body. Visit avawomen.com to learn more. And for listeners of our program, you can receive $20 off your order by going to avawomen.com slash celebs and using our code celebs. Again, that's avawomen.com slash celebs and using code celebs for wherever you are in life. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are Fucking now- finally. We've all been dying. And finally, <laughs> yeah. we have a Kardashian enthusiast with us. So we are transitioning to our Kardashian recaps, the part of the episode where we talk all things Kardashian. We, there's no way we could talk about everything in the world of Kardashian, but we're going to get some of the major ones. I want to start out with Lamar quickly. This was when Lamar has just continually been talking about Chloe. Um, do, he's been doing press for his new book, and he's been talking a lot about her. And he says that Chloe recently texted him about the story in the book where she hit a stripper in his hotel room when he walked. She walked in on him with all those strippers, and she texted him and said, "I can't believe you remember that." Like I guess assuming that he was too. It's fun to look back on fond memories of <laughs> past lovers. <laughs> Oof! Isn't that crazy? The whole story, the whole thing is is absolutely mind boggling, and and hearing him talk about it, it's like we always wanted this. When this all came out, I was like. Be patient because one day we're going to get the full story here. And, and I mean, he's so brave for doing so because that's not an easy story to tell and one that definitely doesn't paint him in the most favorable light. But, like, there's obviously a lot of other people that struggle with addictions the way he has it. I think that for him to tell his story so honestly and so candidly is amazing. I just, I think that for us on the other side of that story, it's like, finally we're getting these answers that we've been dying to know for years. Dying to know. I mean, that's one of the most fascinating Kardashians plot line is that, I mean, think about how long this was going on for in Chloe's life before we even knew about it. Um, I also want to talk. I don't know if we put it on here, but Kanye and Letterman. Well, I did. It was on the other side. You just oh. over it. Can we? Did you watch Kanye and Letterman? <laughs> no, I haven't. I have to. You should. It's it's for the most part. I'm not going to say the whole thing was amazing. I thought it was really good, and I thought he. It was one of the best interviews I've seen him give. He was really personable. I thought in it, and really like honest and candid um, while still being very Kanye. Um, so he he talks about a bunch of things. He talks about Sunday service. He talks about his mom, which I loved the part where he was talking about his mom and he was saying how like he he's so upset because, you know, he's, he's accepted his mother's death and, and he's somebody who feels that, you know, everything that happens in the universe is kind of a set thing that like you can't change. Like everything that's going to happen is high, which is a very Kanye mindset. But he was like, I know this would have been the happiest time in my mother's life. Mm. Um, because she would have just been so happy running around with the grandkids and knowing them. And and he talks about keeping her memory with him every day and, and teaching the kids and all of that stuff. Um, which I, I think that him and Kim probably both do Kim with her father and, and him with his mother. So I, I thought that was really interesting. But he talks a lot about his issues with mental health and his struggle and, and being bipolar. And he said he was like, one of the reasons that I'm going to talk so candidly about it is because there's a moment— that I want to change if, if anybody's ever been hospitalized for bipolar disorder or for some other mental health. And he's like, he's like, and I can't speak for everybody's experience, but this was mine, that 
when you get taken away and you're put into a, a psychiatric like ward, they handcuff you. And he was like, and then there's this one moment where they take away everybody you love. Like they isolate you from everybody. And he was like, he was like, in that moment, you're already so paranoid and you think that every single person is out to get you and everybody who's involved is part of this conspiracy theory. And then to take away anybody that you feel some sort of safety. And he was like, he was like, it's, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. He's like, it's the worst thing that you can imagine. And I thought that was so interesting to hear him talk about and hear him, you know, this guy who's very much um, talks about his mental health as kind of being like his superpower. Yeah. And he said it before and, and he he talks so openly about that, but in a way that makes him almost seem powerful. And for him to be so vulnerable talking about, you know, that moment where he was taken away, I thought was insane and incredible. I, I literally have nothing to add because I so agree. Yeah. I, I mean, the one thing that I thought was cool is when he said, I'm happy it happened to me so that I can be part of changing that process. Yeah. That was a, that's a powerful thing. He's um, he's such like a, he's got the mind of a genius though. He does. You know? I, I, I truly believe that. I'm he not really just saying does. that because I love him. I, I think that if you, if you listen to him speak, it's like, even his word choice, he's mm-hmm. so, anal- he's like, he'll say like, I, I don't say important. I don't say diet because mm-hmm. I don't like the word die in it. Mm-hmm. Like he's so, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I call it a live it. Isn't that funny? <laughs> a live it? Is that for real? <laughs> yeah, like instead it. of die. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm dying to go to Sunday service, by d- the way. It's Wait, so you dream. haven't been? No. Well, it's it's my dream. Yet. I have to go. Yeah. you. It's all I want to do. You have Same. to go and you also have to take us if possible because that's Julie's like thing. That's all you want. Do you watch the videos like over and over, over. again? Over. I watch all stories. of them. I, I am. I have like an obsession with Kanye. That's that's next level. Is he it is bigger my, than Cam? Yeah. Really? Because I think that I don't know if it's bigger than Kim. It's different than Kim. Mm. Like, I love them together. I think they are the definition of a power couple and both of them in their respective fields are like I think just so unbelievable. But I'm I'm obsessed with like Kanye as a person and the way he is and, and his mind and you know his ability in music and fashion, all of these things and the way it comes together. And and I honestly I feel like so protective over him because I feel like I get him. And I feel like I'm like somebody that like I'm like, oh, let me explain Kanye's actions because I understand where his mindset is. And I think that's a huge part of my obsession with him. But I just think he is so genius, so talented, and like just amazing. I don't know. I could talk about Kanye forever. I've always. I think that the, the other thing is that I was obsessed with Kanye before I even knew who Kim was. That's true. Wow. Yeah. Had like ha- college. Yeah, dropout. college. I was like, I was like eight years old singing college dropout. Whoa. My my graduation cap is the um, is the uh, Kanye album. Wow. That was my graduation cap. Yeah. What. Do you know what this sounds yeah. like? It kind of sounds like um, like the horror movie where like the intergalactic <laughs> thing is like in the building. I know. And we don't know what to do. I so know. So we just continue podcasting. I'm kind, of, yeah. I'm kind of hoping we can just cut it out. Like we're, we're getting just, attacked, but we like, yeah. we're just not going to stop we, like, doing it. And we live it live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is that we, we don't have an option, so we're just going to keep going and hopefully we can edit it out. Wait, I want to, hold on. I need to explore more quickly when, you, when we were talking about how much you love Kim, because mm. obviously you're preaching to the choir, but what is it about her that you that really speaks to you? Uh, glamour. Yeah. Mm. I think it's glamour. I think it's also uh, that she's like carved this, she's worked really hard and she's carved this, like whether you want to agree with me or disagree with me, like Kim's grinding all the time. And ever since, you know, she, she came onto the scene with Paris and she was like the closet organizer, 
um, she's always been kind of like grinding at this thing, and she's against all odds. Like if you watch her, have you, if you have you watched the Vogue videos from the Met Gala? Of Are course. You kidding? Okay, good. <laughs> of course. So the Kim one where she talks about like she was Kanye's plus one, and they didn't really want her there, and now she's on the cover of Vogue, and Mr. Mugler is making her outfit. Like there's there's been this against all odds thing of really just pursuing what she believes where where she wants to be and like making it against all costs, you know? But I love that she's also like she gives the most. And the like most. she just gives the most. Like she's she's so nice and she's I just I don't know. I really enjoy her. Like yeah. when you get her face to face, she's just like super normal and likes to chat and loves to talk fashion. And I think it's so great. She's becoming a lawyer now and just like continuing to do, you know, great stuff and try to make a difference in the way that she wants to and the way that she wants to use her platform. Do you cross paths with them a lot? Not a lot, but I, um, when I see her, I'm always excited and we DM sometimes. (sighs) Casual. It makes me real happy. I can only imagine. Literally, what are the flexes that you drop so far? Well, he walked in with the talentless, are you kidding? The talentless hoodie, I know. Oh my goodness. The Kim DM. But, okay, I know you didn't watch it yet, but for everybody listening, Again, this is one of those times where I'm going to say pause this episode and go watch and then come back. Kylie uploaded a 19-minute vlog to YouTube. She's now starting to be a vlogger. I think it's because she's been hanging out with David Dobrik a little bit. Do you know who that is? Yeah, but does she need to have like another – like she's a billionaire. I know, but – Is it just because people crave content? Yes, and also I can only imagine how how much this is going to make. I mean this is like – can I guess you, more money is more money. I don't think anyone's ever gotten a billion dollars. No, thank you. I'm good I now. I would. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Peace out. I know. Yeah, I'd be on my cargo jet. <laughs> Hashtag ad. <laughs> and you know you tag it. <laughs> I guess imagine, though, if you were 21 and a billionaire. It's and then crazy. it's just like you had your whole life to just do nothing. Crazy. I guess it. But she uploaded this video and it was called A Day in the Life. And it was so well done. She, first of all, she was vlogging herself, but she also had someone videoing her vlogging. And it literally started from the morning. You see her like taking Stormy out of her crib, getting Stormy dressed to go on a day with her cousins, meaning True and, and all of them. She goes to the entire Kylie Cosmetics office Oh my God! This office, you're gonna it's die insane. when you see it. It's insane. It's insane. It's huge. They they take us through every single meeting. They're showing her the different kind of packaging. She, Stormy has a bedroom at the facility because she's like, I spent a lot of time here. I wanted Stormy to spend time here, but I wanted her to be comfortable. So it has toys. It has a crib. It has the whole nine. Wow. There's like a gorgeous bathroom, shower. Like it's it, it's insane. They have. It almost seemed like they had a cafe in there. I don't even know if they had people serving at the meeting. Chinese was, chicken salad. Yeah. Oh, um. Can we talk about one thing? The salads. There are a lot of salads. And the bowl, like never in LA in the 18 years that I've been there have I gotten a bowl of salad that's as big as the salads they get in Calabasas. Right? It's crazy. Crazy. And why do we love watching them eat salad so much? Or shake salads. Oh, I love the salad shaking. (laughs) Right? Yes. It's unbelievable. I could watch them do it all day. (laughs) Wait, wait, after this, can we do a video of you doing the shake, please? By the way, HealthNet could not have paid for, for this, this kind of advertising. Oh, yeah. oh my god! But you god. know, Julie, you know, in a year it's going to come out like Chris Jenner, secret investor in HealthNet. Yeah, like, right. yeah. Chris owns it a whole thing. Like hundred percent. This, this, this is this is Julie and I in a nutshell. Okay, our first time going to LA, we have like all these meetings. We're like hype. Literally, she said we had like a couple spare hours, and Julie's like, "What do you want to do?" I was like, "You want to go to HealthNet in Calabasas?" <laughs> I was like, "More than anything in the entire world." How and was the I salad? Don't. We didn't even end up going. 
oh, no. oh, yeah. yeah. Hollywood, and it was like, which, by the way, I don't even like salads, and I would have eaten a whole damn health nut salad. Well, they're real big. So. Yeah, I would have eaten the whole thing. I Did you see to. Kim's video this week where they were in a in a meeting at E, and they, oh, they yes, were all doing Chris the salad was, shake? Yeah. It was so like Chris got funny. Some on her shirt, on her shirt. Yeah. I know. And Courtney was saying that it's like her new personal mission to get them to switch from the plastic to different containers. So, yeah. Oh my god, that was Poosh so good. Push them in the right direction. Uh, oh, you know how I feel about Poosh. Yeah, Julie's Poosh's biggest fan. I'm Poosh's only fan. Here's this is a little bit of a Kardashian throwback, but do you think that their Victoria's Secret Angels Halloween costumes was secretly sponsored? Oh, you know what? I didn't, but now I just it may. could have been in Kendall's contract. This is true. Oh, speaking of contracts, <laughs> I have a point that I forgot to make in the other episode in the recap episode. What do you think the negotiation with Essentia was that they hold on that they were allowed to still drink just water? I don't. I think that ha- that had to be Jaden Smith thing. No, no, it had to be. I think that Essentia probably said like because obviously they have a contract with Essentia. They're they're the only water they drink now is Essentia, and it used to be Fiji. I think that Essentia probably was like they were like we're not doing this because like w- w- that can't be a clause in there. Like we won't drink any other water, but we're drinking just because we're supporting Jaden Smith. Because the funniest thing is they're sitting at a meeting. There are seven bottles of Essentia water in the middle of the table, and no one is touching them. They're all drinking the just water. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It was on Sunday night's episode. You got to watch. I love Essentia. I, first of all, oh, very good. I'm very so, good water. I was so glad to see them make the switch from Fiji to Essentia because I'm not a Fiji fan. Garbage. And Essentia, I was like, I can get behind that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for we sure. We need electrolytes, baby. Yeah, we do. Yes, Who we did do. I compare Fiji to as a person? Oh, I don't remember. Anne Hathaway, maybe? No, Dasani's Anne Hathaway. Right? I forgot. Oh. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, my God. Voss is Meryl Streep, though. We did a whole episode <laughs> where we compared all of them. Yeah. We're very serious water people. Yeah, we take our water seriously. <laughs> um, so I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like, I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. While we could talk about the Kardashians for literally years, I want to make sure that we have time for a little Q&A for you. Let's and I know it. I had asked you ahead of time if it was okay for me to ask, which is why I feel okay. Yes. Can you tell us in honor of Pride Month and you were just such, I mean, you're like, I wish you guys could see him right now. You're just such a light. Like you were just such a... Oh my God, I just love you. I want to hear your coming out story. Oh, okay. Well, um, I was a really gay kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was like, I grew up in a small town in Canada called Port Perry, Ontario. It was a hockey town and I was like a musical theater boy. So I I had this like weird um, 
thing where I didn't want people to see me, but then I was also starring in musicals. Like I really liked to disappear at school because I was bullied. And so, but then I had this outlet to do theater, which obviously, you know, not to say that in my case, I, it was kind of like people kind of knew that I was maybe gay because it was a really big song and dance man. Um, not to, that's not a generalization, but for me, I was, right, like, I, was right. I was a pretty like effeminate child. And um, I came out when I was 18 years old officially. And I was downstairs in the basement with my mom who made all the costumes for my musical theater shows. And I think we were like gluing sequins on something. So it seemed like the perfect time. (laughs) And um, yeah, I came out then and it was... Uh, my mom was, uh, was great. And my dad came to terms with it. He also kind of found out in a way that wasn't from me. And so it wasn't, uh, I didn't handle it in the best way in hindsight with him. Um, I should have told him right away after I told my mom and, um, but yeah, my whole family, I, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like my, my family all the way down to my grandmother, um, Everybody on my dad's side and on my mom's side are supportive of me and ultimately now supportive of my relationship. And Gary's family is amazing. So I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, but, um, you know, there are a lot of people who aren't so lucky. So I, I feel very, very blessed that I was also encouraged as a kid to be who I felt I was. And um, even though I kind of had the flip side um, of the bullying going on, but it didn't really... Um, affect me in that way because I just had this like I just had to be who I was and fashion was obviously always a way I expressed myself too so I was lucky that I was allowed to be who I was at a very young age and then supported when I finally did come out yeah that's yeah. incredible wow yeah and obviously you know everybody is obsessed with your and Gary's relationship and I know <laughs> he kind of told us a story but if you want to give at least your side or how that how that was for you when you first met well, I was in, the year was 2001, and I was in um, Greece because I was uh, modeling in Canada at the time, and a modeling agency in Greece brought me over for the summer, and I decided to leave Athens for a weekend and go to Mykonos with a friend of mine. And on my last night there, I was walking down, there's a pretty famous um restaurant in Mykonos called Nikos Taverna. It's where the red and white gingham tablecloths are. And I was walking down the the path there and Gary was sitting with his friend Sal. There's one table for two that's kind of risen with like a uh, railing around it. And the friend I was traveling with had talked to Gary's friend Sal on the beach that day. And I was like just standing there kind of waiting for them to finish up. And Gary offered me some of his dessert. He was like, do you want some dessert? And I was like, I would have married him right then and there. (laughs) (laughs) I was like full of Canadian catalog model attitude. And I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, and then we started, I remember we started talking about um, Destiny's Child because Survivor was like the song of the summer. Oh my God. And um, yeah, we ended, I was like, who is this guy? Oh my God, he's so dreamy, like so cute. And literally like exactly my type. And uh, we ended up going out that night and um, the rest is kind of history. I like, he invited me to like stay with him the next day and I like rolled my big ass suitcase over and I legitimately, 
<laughs> this is so embarrassing. No. I brought one of my model, like my modeling cards with me and I like handed it to him as if it was like kind of like proof that I wasn't lying that I was a model. <laughs> and so I handed him my Z card and I was like, here, like you can have this. Like I'm like a legit model. But this is the thing that happened. So the night that he met me, my hair was short and like pushed down. And then the next morning when I went back to get my stuff, I pushed my hair, I had my hair pushed up and he was like, oh my God, he's like, you know, he couldn't believe like how, like he was like, this is my guy. Like with the, the looks, I guess I looked like the way that he had pictured, like the person he was going to be with be, looking. But um, oh I ended up not going back to Athens and we went to, San we hung out in Mykonos and then we went to Santorini together and then... Um, I flew to LA like four days later and I never left. <laughs> That's like a dream story. Yeah. Are you crying? <laughs> I knew you were. I, I was watching you and I go, I'm going to turn my head and she's going to be crying. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. That's the, I know. It's like we, it's so, it's such a bizarre, you know, us, he was living in LA. I was living in Toronto. We like met in this like totally, it was before phones. Like there was no international, you know. Yeah. So it, we were very like everybody that was there was like just so engaged with being with each other. Yeah. And, you know, the time that we spent together, ugh, I'm going to start crying now. Oh. The time that we spent together early on and obviously still now, almost 18 years later, but the time that we spent now, everything's exactly the same. You know, like we bonded over our love of musical, like all the things that I thought were going to be things that like a guy would never be attracted to were like all the things that Gary was like, wow, I can't believe Brad likes these things. And it's weird how like the stars like align in a way when you go and you are totally open to having an experience and just um, present. And I remember all of that. We can't exactly decide on the date that we actually met. <laughs> so we say it's like the second, but, um, you know, everything that happened during that time, I remember like as clear as it was yesterday. It was like, oh it God. was such a, it was just such a like, and my dream was always to go to Greece. It was so like, I wow. something was pulling me there. Like my whole, literally my whole life, I've just wanted to go to Greece. And um, I went there and I like, I obviously know the reason why now it wasn't to be a model. It was, I was supposed to meet him there. Of course not. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. First of all, that is a beautiful story. And watching the way you talk about Isabel's it. Isabel's crying too, by the way, in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, God, forget about it. I know. Wow. Sometimes he'll look at me and he'll be like, you're still here. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're still sticking around together. Oh, my God, I love that so no, much. I but he was like, in the beginning, there were things, I mean, there were things that were very Gary that now I, like I had, he might kill me for saying this, but I had like these um, jumbo sized like things of uh, like after beach lotions from yeah. like Shoppers Drug Mart, which is like our CVS in Canada. And he was like, you have to get rid of those. <laughs> like, I don't want to see. This was like on day two. He's like, I don't want to see those. Like we got to get some better lotion than that. That's first of all, but so like you got to get rid of those things. I was like, why? This is my stuff. <laughs> I'm not getting rid of my stuff. He's like, it's Lemaire. Get the <laughs> That's, that's funny. funny. He was like, anything that's like value size with a big pump, like we can't ever have around. So, and we still to this day, like he would rather buy a small mouthwash and I'm like, oh, but this one's like twice the size, size for like a third of the price. Yes. <laughs> 
listen, I'm Costco's yeah, biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah, wow. but he's like, you know, he's also uh, obviously he's been my biggest um, supporter, and obviously has been a, the person who has been telling me to like go after everything, you know, and dream big and you know, go after the internship at Vogue and the job with Rachel and the TV show and, you know, everything. Like, he's made so much possible for me and has been, like, is, like, the best husband, person, friend that I could have ever dreamed of having. That is beautiful. Wow. I feel so lucky we were able to kind of witness that. Wow. (laughs) No, really. And that actually was an excellent and unplanned segue into, we have to ask you, it can be quick, but I just, we got so many questions about Rachel Zoe. Yeah, of course. Where your relationship is and and what the deal there is, if you'd like to. So um, I actually saw Rachel last night at the CFDAs and we chatted and it was super nice and, you know, low key and just it was uh, it was nice. It was really nice to talk to her. We have been really we don't cross cross paths a lot, um, and in the past it's been hit or miss. But it was really nice to catch up with her and Roger last night. And you know I I uh, I loved my time working with her, and I have nothing but really great respect for her and what she's done for the styling world and paved the way for a lot of people, including myself. And, you know, um, I just wish her and Roger the best. And I'm, I'm happy we had a chance to connect last night. Totally. Very, yeah. Amazing. And my two final questions for you. Mm-hmm. Number one, who is your dream person to style that you haven't yet? We got that asked a lot. Alive or dead? Alive. Alive. My dream person would probably be, um, I'm going to say Jennifer Lawrence. Ooh. Good one. Well, oh. now I want to hear dead also. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Oh, oh, duh. Hands down. That's yeah. amazing. I, th- I, I honestly, th- I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I had a feeling that you also could have said Audrey Hepburn. Oh, that's also a good Would one. Would have been a good answer yeah. also, yeah. But J-Law loves Bravo, so we can right. just like yes, talk. she does. Bravo and the Kardashians. Yes. And the Kardashians. She's like, she's one of us. Yeah. That's like a fitting with me and Leah. I, I would do imagine. anything for Jennifer Lawrence on a Kardashian bonus episode. We talk about every day how Jennifer Lawrence not being on Instagram is like the biggest hindrance to our business. <laughs> like she would be, can you and imagine? all of our well-being. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the biggest too. hindrance to like I know, Instagram life. as a whole. I agree. And lastly, we like to end our podcast when we have guests by asking you to nominate who you think should be our next guest. Ooh, um, I think your next guest should be, I'm praying for Kim for you. Thank you. Thank you. And in the Lord's name we say, (laughs) amen. Literally praying for Kim for you. Thank you. That would be so major. Yeah, you really would be. I have to say, you know, I I know you kind of alluded to the fact that you're into the spiritual stuff too. So am I. I believe in manifesting. I say everything out loud. I journal. Literally, we talk out loud all the time about the Kardashians are going to be on this at one time before we die. They will. It's going to happen. I believe. Because we talk about them in a way that like, and it's not like we're doing it for the sake of getting them. It's genuinely, we don't, it's not even like we have an obsession. We have a fascination and an admiration for them. And we talk about them so respectfully, like not like they're objects like so many other people do. And I think that that could go far in the booking process. I really do. Like I'm not to sound crazy. The only thing I want more than Kim on this podcast is to read your journal. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Never. Tell Simon Hawk to make it happen. I know. Simon, if you're listening, we love Simon. Simon. Hello, Simon. (laughs) Simon, you there? Oh my God. The best. Another iconic Canadian. Oh, my oh, God, true. That's a good one. Canada brought us together. Yeah, you guys are killing it out there. Wow. I love Simon. <laughs> He's the best. He's special. Yeah. Anyway, this was 
What an episode. What We're so thrilled to have you here. Seriously. Thank you. I, I really I'm so thank happy you. to finally, well, we've met before, but I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> at one time in Sac Harbor with yeah. Andy Cohen. I wish I texted you about it before. Like when you come in, say that you remember her from Sac Harbor. <laughs> yeah. That would, she would have fucking <laughs> fallen over in her seat. I want to see the picture. I'll, I'll find it and I'll send it to you. Okay, oh, God. God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know she asked Gary to take the picture. That yes. was the funny thing. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't know. <laughs> He's a good sport. Yes, yeah. that he is. Now it's me taking his picture. <laughs> well, now, I mean, are you kidding? He's an Instagram icon these yeah. days. Yeah, oh my it's crazy. God. Amazing. It's crazy. Anyway, we adore you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This was incredible. <laughs> my pleasure. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Bye, guys. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like You shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.